0: Hey, Jacket fans, I am head football coach and math teacher Dirk Connor, and this is Inside the Hive.
1: All right, welcome in, guys, here to episode number four. It's hard to believe we've already filmed three of these, and we're doing a fourth today. Let's uh, get right into it. Joel Katie, how are you doing today?
2: Living the dream, Jack. How are you guys?
1: Fantastic.
2: Good. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I, uh, we
1: appreciate that. Yeah, yes,
2: no, it's a pleasure uh,
0: seeing your first three guests. I'm, I'm lowering the bar a little bit, but I appreciate <laughs> you uh, letting me come on. Let's
1: yeah. start off with the quick season recap here. Um, Perrysburg Football finished their regular season nine and one, number four in Division One, Region Two, a perfect seven and zero undefeated in the NLL. Also noting, they were NLL champions for the fifth time in ten years, I believe. The team is led by their three-headed offensive monster headed by running back Connor Wallenzak, wide receiver Jack Boer, and quarterback T.J. Tackett and notable captain, offensive lineman Grant Zimmerle.
2: All right, Coach, tell the listeners about who you are and where you came from. Oh, man, like the quick version? or
1: <laughs> No, um,
2: so obviously, you know, I
0: just introduced myself. I'm, I'm Dirk Conner, and I'm a math teacher here and head football coach. Um, I am originally from southwestern Indiana uh, near Evansville, so it's like literally as far away from mm-hmm. here as you can be in the state of Indiana. Um, and... Let's see. I uh, I moved to Northwest Ohio in 2013. My wife is originally from Finley and, and for family purposes we decided to move up this direction. Uh, I spent something like eight years at Bowling Green, something like that, before coming here uh, in the winter of what
2: 2020 I think it was. So second season here in Love and loving Perrysburg High School. Got it. What did you uh, envision yourself doing when you grew up in Indiana?
0: This right here. <laughs> Maybe not, you know, he didn't know where or anything like that but um, I've known since I was a sophomore in high school that I wanted to teach math and, and coach football. Um, the high school I went to had a peer tutoring program very similar to um, some stuff we do at Perrysburg High School where um, as a sophomore I tutored other students, and I just really enjoyed that. And I've, I've loved football since I was old enough to know what loving football was. And, you know, I um, when it came time to choose a career and what am I going to do, it, it was – you know, the, my my parents and some influential people in my life always taught me go go do what you like, don't chase money, and things like that. And this is what I like, and you know, here I am. Got it.
1: Now you talked about uh, growing up down in Southern Indiana. How did you wind up saying let's let's travel to Ohio, let's get out of here and go somewhere different? Uh, it,
0: it was a lot of things. I mean, it's going to be a boring story. It's more family oriented. But um, once I, I started having kids, and and my wife and I had two little kids, and With me coaching and the hours I worked and stuff, it was a lot of time with her just at home by herself. And you know, at the time, it was just as far as my family goes. I have brothers and sisters and stuff, and I have a great family. But it was pretty much just us and our two kids and my parents. And and we were sitting around on Christmas one year. We had kind of you know thrown back and forth the idea, and I think it was Christmas of 2012. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been a while now, so the year may exactly escape me. you know it's Christmas Day and we didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want my kids to be raised this way, and they had cousins up in Northwest Ohio, mm-hmm. and you know my wife's really close to her parents and things, and and so during this time of year, it's nice for her to have companionship, yeah, family, not me, yeah, mm-hmm. um, because I'm gone so much. But you know that's really the main drive that that pushed
2: us up this mm-hmm. direction. What was the origin story behind how you got into coaching? <laughs> there's, <laughs>
0: there's, there, there's not. I mean, literally, I just what I wanted to do from the start like and so I mean my first coaching job was actually Joel you'll love this like my senior year of high school the the local youth league and our coaches decided (laughs) it would be a good idea to have all the high school kids coach the little league teams Oh God! and so now I, I wanted to coach football so it was like it was fun for me but that also meant being a 17 year old kid and dealing with parents and practice on Thursdays after practice and games on Sunday afternoons and so you know, I understand the concept, and I had fun doing it, but that was the first time I ever, like, really coached a team. And then when I was in college, um, I played college football for two years. I should say I was on a team for hmm. two years. I got a lot more <laughs> out of football than football ever got out of me. Uh, um, but then after I, after I quit playing, um, I coached a freshman team at Franklin Central High School in Indianapolis my senior year. And then, you know, I knew as soon as I graduated, like, I'm going to go into coaching, and so that's, that's how it went.
1: That was quite the visual you gave us there of Joe coaching a little football team there. I could not see you doing that, Joel. You would be a terrible football oh, coach. No,
0: Joe does a great job. <laughs> when we do our youth camp in the summer, man, Joel's one of the main attractions yeah. for those little kids. And he sure does, a, he be does a great job with you
2: that. You think you'd so. make a
1: good football coach, Joel?
2: I, absolutely, Jack. I'll
1: All get right. that one day. All righty. Now, Coach, did you have any football idol or football coach that you looked up to growing up?
0: No, I not particularly, um, you know, I I can't think, when I was a little kid, I mean, my, my youngest memories of football, and, you know, not to sound like an old-timer, the world was different then, like there was <laughs> three games on television, and there was no such thing as the internet, so, um, you know, I've always been a Notre Dame football fan, like most people that live mm-hmm. in the state of Indiana are, um, and then, you know, the 49ers were good when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and so they were on TV all the time, and so I gravitated towards those teams, and remember watching them and stuff, but... As far as, you know, when I was younger, having those idols and stuff, Mm -hmm. I I can't recall anybody specific. Um, A lot of the favorite players that other people of my generation and age would have enjoyed. But as I get older now, I have a lot fewer favorite teams. Mm -hmm. I have particular coaches and players that I I root for and like.
1: So, Coach, obviously you talked about being a Notre Dame football fan. Can you talk a little bit about – what direction Notre Dame's heading in the hiring of Marcus Freeman?
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm a big fan of Marcus Freeman, the human being, um, but I do evaluate coaches on a performance basis, and we'll see. I mean, the the, the verdict's still out on him. It's, uh, you know, I was happy when they hired him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought he was probably the right hire at the time, but history has shown itself. I don't want to get too historical on you, but first all time, first time head coaches at Notre Dame don't fare very well, and mm-hmm. he falls in that boat. He's a first time head coach and. You know, they had to know there were going to be some ups and downs, and there's certainly some head coach type things that even mm-hmm. my, you know, little high school coach self, <laughs> he hasn't necessarily done particularly well mm-hmm. over the first um, few games. But, you know, I, I, I like his general philosophies. I like the way they push pushes things. I think um, a lot of what's showing itself with Notre Dame football mm-hmm. right now is really poor recruiting at quarterback and wide receiver over about the last three years, mm-hmm. and not necessarily something because they have a new head coach. Um, so you know the jury's still out I'm rooting for him I think he's a great dude um, he obviously is a good recruiter which you have to be um, and I think he goes about his business the right way so I hope it goes well
1: yeah I think Notre Dame being good is a lot better for college football they definitely offer a lot to the sport and have their own network and a lot of people get to see their games so obviously hopefully Notre Dame gets it back on track well,
2: that's very respectful of you Jack thank you so you've obviously had a lot of success early on here at Perrysburg what would you say your greatest accomplishment you feel is uh, the relationship I have
0: with you guys like I, I don't care about the wins uh, no don't get me wrong you know I yeah, I care, I care. <laughs> like, I, we're not doing this to lose um, and we'll never do this to lose but going out there with you guys on Friday night and knowing that you're my boys and, and you know that's the type of culture and relationships that we've developed and I don't care if we're playing Finley or if you want to bring the Lions down for this weekend our mentality is going to be the same and we're going to hike up our pants and go out there and try to kick some butt on Friday night together and that that's what I'm proud of.
1: it's good to see a good team effort there. Now, Coach, the motto this year for Perrysburg football is the gold standard. Can you tell us a little bit about where that originates from? Yeah,
0: I I, I don't know. I, I heard gold standard a few years ago before this was even a thing. And I mean, when you say motto, yeah, it's something that we put on stuff and things. But we don't. I, I'm not a motto guy. Like we don't. You don't hear me say gold standard mm-hmm. every day and things of that nature. But we want to be. It's kind of a two-phase type thing. you know. When, when I talk to the kids, we want to be – the goal is to be the gold standard of football mm-hmm. teams in northwest Ohio. And we've talked a lot about when, when people talk about big school football in northwest Ohio, they talk about Toledo Central Catholic, they talk about Anthony Wayne, um, and they talk about Whitmer. We want over the next several years for Perrysburg to be the first team that people think of when they think of football in northwest Ohio. So that's part of it. But then the other part, too, is just the standard that you hold yourself to every day, the way that you're practicing, the way that you attack the weight room, and the way that you play together on Friday nights.
2: Can you talk to us a little bit about what it was like coaching against uh Maumee in that final rivalry game? <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, it, it was fun. It was fun, but it's no you
0: know, once all that stuff, just like I talk to you guys all the time and so poor Joel is gonna have to hear me repeat myself <laughs> a lot tonight, but you know all that stuff that goes with the Maumee rivalry is fun. At seven PM every football game is is the same. And it's it's a it's a battle of how do we execute, what do we need to do, what do we need to adjust, how are we gonna push forward throughout the course of this game. So everything that went with the week was fun from about 9, 10 through the end of the night was was fun. And, and you know, Mama Me week is second to none um, around here. And so all that stuff was fun. But as far as, like, the coaching in the game part, that felt the same as every game we've ever played in.
2: I feel like you've also done like a really good job of like keeping, help keeping the like cons- culture consistent between us and how we're supposed to look at each game the same.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, and I hope you do. Um, and I hope you know the fun is in playing the game and playing together, and that doesn't change regardless of opponent or what you think the score is going to be or anything at that level. And I think the guy, I think you guys know that. So yes, sir. thanks, sweetheart.
1: Now, kind of keeping with that mommy theme, after that game, you guys clinched yet another. NLL championship can you talk to us a little bit about what that means for you in the program
0: yeah I mean I think it, it, you know the program's been successful like you said I think it's five in the last 10 years and you know it puts us back where we need need to be and where we feel like we belong every single year and you know helped get us over that hump make sure we're winning the big games that we need to win um but it just it, it keeps the program standard where it's at and that's where you know we we expect to be mm-hmm. all year and you know, we want to put a 2023 up on it next year. When when we get in the new league, if you will, um, that expectation doesn't change. And you know, it's it's nice to have a good conference and a good league where you can talk about year round. Hey, let's win the league. Let's win the league, because you know, good programs need that to to go after every year.
1: Awesome. Now, this team has the ability to be something very special. Has your view of this team changed at all from? preseason lifting to now
0: no i i don't think so i mean they're doing a good job of, of working towards becoming what they can become um you know one of the things you talked about on offense having a lot of different weapons to go and stuff one of the things i'll be completely honest i was worried about earlier was um you know if if guys aren't getting their touches if they're not getting their stats like how are they going to react to that because we can go a lot of different directions mm-hmm. with the football and these guys have bought in wholeheartedly to just being a football team and who cares who gets the credit and all that type of thing. And, and they've also found that along the way those things come. And so um, just I, I'm really proud of that. It's, it's something we thought about as a coaching staff early on in the season. And, you know, you always just have some stuff you think about. But,
2: no, that's that's about it. Can you talk to us and express your feelings about the new league expansion coming? Yeah.
0: No, I'm incredibly excited about the new league expansion. And I, I think it's good for everybody involved in the league. And I think it's something that's necessary you know, as as you grow and you mature, like you just realize, things just change. They just do. And and the difference between what we've become over the last 15 years, and and what Napoleon and BG and Mommy, who you know, I was leaving, ha- have become with their enrollments and things of that nature, um it's it's better for all of us involved. But I'm happy that the people that make those decisions all work together and found a way to keep us as kind of a unit right there. And I'm excited about the new teams coming in and. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it to, like, sound good in a public forum. I really do. I think it's good for all 11 teams that are going to be members of the league.
1: Now, can we – let's focus in on a little bit more of the competition aspect as some of the – I don't want to say weaker, but weaker teams leave the league in Mommy and BG, and you we're adding some – I did. Okay. I did. I didn't want to, but okay. that's just the facts. Mommy is not what they used to be even 10 years ago. So – Is there going to be a little bit of a mindset change now that you're going to have to put in a little more effort with Whitmer and Anthony Wayne and Finley per se?
0: (laughs) That's easy. No, no, nothing, nothing changes because the focus is on us. It's not on an opponent or a, it's, it's on a building an attitude and a, and a culture of when we walk out those doors that are about 50 feet from us right here, it, I don't, it doesn't matter who's standing on the field. It doesn't matter what the other helmet looks like or what their enrollment is. Like we're going to go out and expect to do what we do and, you know, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't change.
1: Now let's kind of stick with the rivalries here. Can you talk to us a little bit about how this Anthony Wayne rivalry has been transcending over the years into the marquee rivalry in the area?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a credit to, you know, guys that have really on both sides, the, the Perrysburg side and the Anthony Wayne side, over about the last eight, ten years or so, um, really since Coach Brungard's got over there. I mean, when you're two good teams um, – you're going to get that respect and so it, it you, most of the time you're playing for a league championship and you look at you know enrollment wise we're we're as similar as schools can be in the northern lakes league enrollment wise we have similar type of student bodies mm-hmm. and similar type of expectations i mean it's just a natural thing that happened based on a lot of different factors and it's exciting and, and i like it because it's you know it's it, it's it's fun it, 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 but it's incredibly competitive and it's competitiveness out of respect for mm-hmm. one another so it's 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 what a rivalry should be and you know, what, what mommy had been for 103 years for the foreseeable future. This is what Anthony Wayne's going to be.
2: Besides the noise that we've created surrounding our play, what would you say like the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, difference in this year's playoff run compared to last year?
0: Oh, we'll see. You know, we haven't made that run yet. So, um, I think the expectations are a little bit different. I think the the guys from last year really did a good job, especially in that Kettering game of removing some question marks. Like, can we do this? Like, can we compete at this level the way we're supposed to? And and I think that went over them last year, and and in the way that we were able to do it, and some of the factors we had to overcome, I think that I think that made a huge difference in pushing the program forward, and and especially as a, a, a newer Division One school, um, given that belief and stuff, and. You know, I feel like, and and you'd speak to this better than I would, but I I feel like the guys in that locker room all have a, a an expectation of winning now. There's not, you know, uh, can we win this week? It's all right. We're gonna go out and win each and every week that we play.
1: Now let's focus in here a little bit on this year's playoff run. Obviously, as well, some people might not know this. This Friday starts the Ohio Athletic Association state playoffs, and Perrysburg has drawn Finley here, and we'll play them Friday at home. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you guys are looking to do this Friday and your game plan to success?
0: Yeah I I won't speak so much to the game plan uh, quite yet (laughs) but uh you know we want to go out and and do the things that we do and just play good clean football and you know one of the things tried to kind of erase what happened in week two that was a long time ago and Finley's a very good football team with a lot of individually talented players And, and that shows um on film, you know, another thing we've got to be prepared for is the roster that we're going to see is just different than what we've seen for the last three weeks. I mean, it's a legit Division One roster and the size and speed of players that mm-hmm. we're going to see. So we've got to make sure we don't have an adjustment period and that we come out playing the way that we're supposed to play on that. You know, game plan wise, it's simple stuff that is, mm-hmm. would be way more boring to the average person than, than, than what you would expect. Protect the football, play good on special teams, tackle well on defense, control the line of scrimmage.
1: The little things are very important in games like this. Absolutely, absolutely. What would, what would you say, like about like the rival we rival
2: rivalry we've built between family?
0: Yeah, it's been kind of fun over the last couple of years, but I think again it goes with um it, <laughs> it goes with very similar to kind of how the Anthony Wayne thing was built. Like it's good teams, it's it's good players that get the local press and publicity and. And we've had a lot of opportunities to play against them with this being the third time in about, what, 14 months that we'll be playing one another. And, you know, it's something that I look forward to carrying into the new league when this is an annual opponent.
1: Now, Coach Connor, there's been kind of this narrative out there that Perrysburg has consistently fallen short in bigger games. What is your response to this, and how has the mindset changed, if at all?
0: I don't have a response to that. People can say whatever they want to say. Uh, you know, I, I – I, I, Last year I may agree with you because there were a couple games I thought we lost that we should have won and maybe we did fall short in bigger games but the only way to erase that narrative is go win big games and and that's the focus and what we're what we're going to get done. So
1: now you call the offense here at Perrysburg and when talking about certain things like this people bring up like coaching trees and different things like that offensive philosophies do you have a certain coaching tree or philosophy where that you get your offensive mindset from
0: No I think I mean you, you got to be able to run the ball um, so if not, your your program lacks physicality. And at some point, especially in a, a northern, um, northwest Ohio playoff system when you're going to be playing in cold and wet and rain, you know, if you can't run the football at some point, that's going to come back to haunches. you. So, you know, you got to find ways to run the football. But we also, you know, we try to be balanced. And, you know, I've always been of the approach, let's find what the defense has given us this week and let's take it. Like, you know, it's not, oh, okay, we need to make sure this kid gets the ball 20 times a game or things of that nature. It's okay, they're taking this away, cool, take it away, let's go to this. So you've, you've got to be multidimensional and you've got to be able to spread the ball around offensively and, you know, play physical, run the football, and be able to give the ball more to more than, than two people have always been things that I wanted to accomplish. And so I would say those are, I guess, if you want, my core offensive philosophy.
1: Now, is that a lot easier to do now that you have a lot of playmakers?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, we, it, it, we've always done it wherever I've been. I think – it helps. It makes you feel comfortable giving the ball mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Um, but, nah, we feel comfortable going to anybody in our system and, and taking what's available.
2: So we're gonna jump over to your uh, coaching staff. How did you hire and I would say perfect the coaching staff here? Oh, perfect, man. That, that's
0: bonus points right there. I'll have to let the other guys know, Joel. Um, so <laughs> there were a couple guys. Like when I got job out here, there were a couple guys that I, I've worked with in the past, that I just I wanted to continue working with and bring them here with me, and I knew that they. You know we had that conversations before i even got this job and so um you know that was part of it and then it was just it was interviews and you know one thing when i've always when i've chosen coaches it's always been i'm not necessarily looking for a wide receivers coach or a tight ends coach or a running backs coach it's hey let's find the best dudes we can find and and we'll figure out the x's and o's part and so you know and it's got to be guys that form the right type of relationships with kids um because football and like some other sports like like for instance you and i we're a lot closer in the off season when we're in the weight room together um, than during the season. I may I, I see Joel for two minutes of practice, maybe. And mm-hmm. so those guys that are with you all the time, like Coach Patterson being with you all the time, Coach Ward being with you all the time, it's important to me that they treat you guys the way I feel like you need to be treated, and 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 form the type of relationships with you that that you know I want them to form, and and kind of you know build that culture and that vision of what we have here. And those are all guys that do it. And I, I, Joel, I'm with you. I feel very blessed that they're here with me and so i i tell those guys all the time how much i appreciate them and and i do feel blessed to have the coaching staff that we have
2: yeah back to that x's and o's thing like you've done a great job at selecting like guys guys who fit not one role but can fit all roles like with coach patterson obviously shifting from running backs yeah, well, to D line. that's like a big jump in what we're doing and i think
0: well that, yeah that no that, and that that helps and that's what that's what i'm talking about is you got to have position flexibility and coach patterson has been a head coach a successful head coach and so you know when i knew that there was a chance he might come here i tried to jump on that as fast as possible and it's it's paid instant dividends and most of the guys on our staff have coached other positions before and you know i've got a lot of young friends that are trying to get into head coaching and things and one of the things i tell them is you better you better have position flexibility because especially in the high school world i can't just go out and say well i gotta hire a wide receivers coach this year because you have a really narrow pool of guys who have you know the type of experience or the level that you want to to coach that position. So you got to have guys that are position flexible and you know the piece of advice I give to young coaches is especially starting off in your career coach multiple positions, coach stuff you're not comfortable with. I was an offensive and defensive lineman and my first job was as a running backs and corners coach and I didn't know what I was doing, but it's it's the best experience I've had and it's it teaches you to see the game from multiple perspectives and coach multiple different things and so you, you gotta be flexible in that regard.
1: Now that um, coaching, that first coaching job, has that helped you look at the offense in a different way?
0: I don't know. I was actually, uh, I was defense coordinator for I don't know however long I was defense a long time before I switched over to offense in like 2000, gosh, 20. I have mean, only been calling offenses for three years, something like that. But yeah, that definitely helps you to understand. But there's, there's not a guy in our office that I couldn't switch over to another position and they wouldn't understand and see the big picture. And I think that's very helpful as all our guys can see the big picture and not just, you know, locked in on, well, I only know what this little group does. You've got to be able to see it all.
1: Now, as we kind of continue talking about your staff here, can you talk to us a little bit about your relationships and experiences with Coach Ward? Yeah,
2: absolutely. What do you think, Joel? I'm just – I love the stories <laughs> Coach Ward brings to the table. Do you have a favorite, Joel? I cannot say them on down there. <laughs> sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. No. Uh so uh,
0: you know, good story and I don't know how much time you want me to take, but as much you as you know, want. I can remember um when when coach Ward the when I first time I talked to coach Ward and again like the years start to run together now, but it was I think it was the off season of 2019 and um I, I was, I like I said, I had been defensive coordinator, but I, w- I wanted to switch over on the offense. Like, I, I wanted to do that. and But it, it I was going to have to find somebody I really trust to be defensive coordinator if I was going to do that. And so, um, you know, I knew Coach Ward was available. And, and Coach Ward and I prior to that time really didn't have, other than a handshake and – Smile relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I've always been the one to swing for the fences I'll I'll, I'll go down swinging before I miss an opportunity to hit a home run and so I knew he was, you know available at that time and I reached out and called coach Ward in like january and just said Hey, you know, I I I know this probably isn't gonna happen, but i'm just gonna throw this out there Like i'd really like a defensive coordinator to come in that can just run the show and that I don't have to worry about Um, You know if you're available but, you know, I've got a job offer for you and so that was January and I, I like I vividly remember hanging up the phone I think well at least I tried you know mm-hmm. and, and I expected that to be the last time in my life that I ever talked to Mike Ward um, to about two months later my cell phone's ringing I look down I see it's him and literally my thought is man he's such a good dude like he's calling me back to tell me he's not coming <laughs> like, he doesn't even <laughs> ever have to call me back like literally that was my thought and you know we had a conversation and had some things to iron out still, but we found a way to get him ironed out. And it, it's been absolutely awesome. I mean, he's, he's, he, his experience and the things that he's able to bring to our defense and, and, and the relationship he treats the kids and the way he works in the offseason because he's used to that college life, especially as a high school head coach, you're not used to having assistance that, you know, everybody, everybody in the world wants to be a football coach from August until you're done. Mm-hmm. nobody realizes that you put in as many hours from January to August as you do right now. It's an all-consuming, never-ending job, and, and, and he puts in that work too. And he's really a huge part of what we've built as a program, and he's become a very good friend. And I, I'm very fortunate to have him, and I'm thankful for him, and I'm thankful for that relationship.
2: What would you say your favorite coaching memory is alongside your staff? <sighs> I,
0: I I don't know. I mean, we have fun every week, um, and that's we do have fun. I mean, we're serious and we and we get our job done, but we have fun along the way. You know, I could I could name a lot of things, but I guess I'll, I'll leave it with. I think that's still coming, and I think it's coming in the next month or so.
1: Now, a lot of people have different routines and superstitions and stuff like that. Do you have anything in particular that you do every Friday?
0: A routine or superstition? I, you know, I, when I was younger, there were a lot of superstitions, and I've I've lost those since then. Like I don't I don't care about that stuff anymore, but. Uh, Mr. J. Cole and I always make sure to go have some food together right after school on Fridays before the game and typically eat too much and say, why did I eat that much before? the game? Like, <laughs> that was stupid. But I'd say that that's that's a Friday routine that I have going right now. Now, it'd be fun to get the other coaches on here because I know we have several other coaches mm-hmm. that are, are su- su- superstitious and they don't like when you when you mess with stuff. I know. I'll, uh, I'll, I won't pick on him too bad, but Coach Cotterman was pretty concerned when I wore a new sweatshirt against Anthony Wayne this year. <laughs> like he, didn't, he didn't like me changing that up right there. So, But it's, it's fun, and, you know, it's fun. It's a good question that you guys ask. I'm sorry that my answer is Oh, no, it's all right.
2: There are some guys that have some pretty good superstitions around this stuff. What do you think the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome at Perrysburg would be?
0: I think it probably initially took me longer to adjust and just get to know you guys. I mean, I'm a very relational coach, and so it takes time sometimes to to build a relationship, right there. And then, um, you know, there's there's, there's different challenges at, at different places, and you know, sometimes, uh, and we're way better about it than we used to be. Um, but getting you guys worry more about how you play on the field and not as much about how you look when you go out there sometimes. But um you know, the, I don't know. There's a huge challenge. I would say just kind of getting over that initial hump and getting to know the kids. And you know, this is also brand new offensive system for for, for me and and you know, one that myself and the offensive coaches built together last year. And so it took an acclimation. It took a while to really get comfortable with what we were doing last year and get settled in and what we want to go to and you know how we want to counter certain things and things of that nature. So just getting accustomed to that. And I'm to the point now where obviously that's a lot more comfortable this year and stuff, but, you know, schematically that was probably a challenge to overcome for us.
1: Now, coach, we hit on this a little bit, but is there any specific way you handle like outside criticism resources?
0: From like, from what? Like, like, like from my bosses, yeah, I'll do whatever they tell me to do. <laughs> from just the outside world, I don't care. Like, and I don't—I don't mean that to sound arrogant, yeah. but I don't. And you—you you can't in this job. Mm-hmm. There is nobody that puts more hours or more work into this program or wants to see us succeed more than I do. So mm-hmm. why would I care about anybody else's opinion on that?
1: Absolutely, 100% agree with that. Doesn't matter what other people say. You're the—you're the boss, and. So quickly, you've been able to build such a winning culture here at Perrysburg, obviously winning the league this year. How do you think you've been able to do that so quickly? I
0: think it was a winning culture before I got here. Um, and honestly, that made it harder. Uh, my first job as head coach at Bowling Green was easier when you're coming in, and mm-hmm. it's a place that hasn't had a ton of success. I mean, there's the, Coach Kriegel, who's a great friend of mine, has mm-hmm. been a, a, a great friend since I've been in this role. And, you know, he and I have had some fun together with this job. And, you know, he had a great program going, and, you know, one of the things, the big challenges for me was obviously you want to keep that great program going, but I'm not, I'm not Coach Kriegel, right? And, yeah. and I don't want to be, and and he doesn't want me to be, and so it was coming here, and you got to do things your way, regardless of whether they've been good or not, and and I feel like we've done that, and I, you know, and and it's, it's been fun along the way, but there was initial pressure at first because this is a job that's had success, not necessarily one that you're trying to build on things. Did yeah. I move on you?
1: All right, so a little bit of a sidetrack here, not necessarily football talk, but as we were setting up to record this episode, we had a little mini production meeting, and I overheard a topic over there. They were talking about frozen pizzas and how each different brand matters, does it matter, does the cheese matter, whatever. So I ask you, when making a frozen pizza, does it matter what type of frozen pizza it is or where it's from?
0: I I mean – no i if you <laughs> haven't noticed like i i pretty much like anything i eat mm-hmm. so in fact i was scarfing some pizza in the office before we came in here thank you mr cookson for the for the pizza
1: shout out mr um, cookson but
0: if you had to make me like pick i, I don't i'm not good with brands i don't mm-hmm. do a lot of grocery shopping but i like the like thinner crust and mm-hmm. maybe overcook it just a little bit with some crunch so
1: so you're definitely a thin crust yeah. guy no
0: i'm a everything guy i'm equal opportunity but uh but if i had to pick that would be probably what i would pick
1: here we go, now,
2: do you have a preferred frozen pizza brand at all? No, no,
0: probably not. What I'm not picky man i don't I have very few things in life that I really, really like care about, and I put all my energy into those things, and everything else just kind of happens
2: <laughs> A lot of moving pieces. What would you say your favorite thing about Perrysburg High School would be? Oh gosh, man,
0: uh, there's so much stuff like the kids here are awesome, you guys really are um. But just the culture of the students and and the school spirit when you go around the halls. And I hope you guys get a chance as students mm-hmm. here to kind of soak it in and appreciate it because it truly is a special atmosphere and it's a special group of kids. And, you know, you guys don't have experience anywhere else, um, but it's not like this everywhere. It's just not. And, you know, to go out on Friday nights and, you know, I love when I have family come in or maybe my friends are visiting or something and they get to go out there on Friday nights and see the atmosphere and stuff that is at this school and the student support and the way everybody kind of works together and, and how friday night's really a community event like that's that's awesome and it's special and and you know kind of a different perspective here i stood on the other sideline on three or four occasions over here and i can vividly remember saying over there saying man that's that's pretty awesome right there that's pretty awesome so there's a lot of things I like. I love the people I work with. Um, I love the, the math department that I work with every day. I think we've got a great group of staff and teachers at, at Perrysburg High School. And, you know, our administration is great and they're easy to work with and fun. And so there's a lot of good things here. But the one thing that I think is really, like, really, really special is is just the, the student spirit and, and, and the support they have.
1: Now, we, you were kind of – let's build on that a little bit. Do you think What do you think is the biggest impact that the Swarm has had on you or that the Swarm can have on a football game?
0: literally i mean it's the first time in my life i've experienced what you call home field advantage i mean it it, it can swing the momentum it can and i'll tell you where it's really fun is when you get up on somebody um i think they can really bury the will of another team i mean when you're getting beat a little bit but then you've got i don't know however many people are over there in the stands Mm -hmm. just making an absolute ruckus and, and 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 supporting the team i think that's probably the biggest influence that that they have and no, it's just fun. It's a lot of fun. Like I try to pause every once in a while on Friday night. Try to do it this last Friday, mm-hmm. like when the seniors did their walk through the bleachers. That was awesome. Yeah, by the was. way, there are there are very few moments that just kind of, all right, just soak this in a second, because when you're an old man and you don't have this anymore, like this is going to be, you're going to remember this, and I've had a lot of those here because of the swarm over the last two years.
1: Now talking about that walk through the stands, you think we could do that again this Friday? I no, mean, that was no, pretty cool. That's a, that's a, you got one time, one time, and, and you know
0: oh. when you start doing things every time, they lose their effect. So mm-hmm. senior night next year, um, we'll get to have the same experience. But it was it was awesome.
2: So Coach Conner, we're going to transition into one of our uh, weekly segments called Rank It. I'm going to give you a topic and ask you to rank one through five. This topic, the topic this week, is top five restaurants in the area. Oh
0: man, okay. <laughs> It's tough. I like a lot of foods, so I, I got to just pull them out one through five. One through five. Define right right? the area. Just let's let's, <laughs> say well, let's go, t- go. Yeah, area. Toledo area. Golly, you guys are killing me, man. I I like like I just said, like I love all foods. You so can specify if you need is, to. We can go to a genre is, if that's what you're is, looking this for. Is tough. Um, I mean, if I'm just like, if the cost doesn't matter, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, nothing beats. I'm, am old-fashioned, red-blooded American. Like nothing beats a good old steak. Um, and I would have to say I probably prefer Mancys for that. Don't get to go there very often, so I make it sound like I, you know, <laughs> but uh, that would probably be at the top. Golly, you guys put me in a tough position right here. Five. I gotta get. It can be more. anything. So, I mean. First of all, um, let's see. I'm a big fan of barbecue. Big fan of barbecue. Um, there's a place down in Bowling Green called Pork Belly Barbecue mm-hmm. that most—it's right across from the football stadium that most people probably don't know about, but it's—it's it's awesome. If you get the chance, you should go check that out. They have some weird hours and stuff, though. Mm-hmm. They don't, and they're not open on Sundays because there's uh. a lot of Sundays after church. It's like, man, I need to go get some bar. Oh, never mind, they're not open today. So I would put that one up there. Um, let's see trying to before uh before social burnt out i was a big fan of social so that counts <laughs> i could throw that in there as well um uh Cocina de carlos i mm-hmm. think is, is is awesome and then uh i'd be remiss without saying swig not only for the the good food and i like different stuff so i try to go different directions and they've been incredibly supportive of our program over the course of the the two years that i've been here and you know, it's awesome to have that support and somebody that really embraces the community and, and does things kinda the old fashioned way on top of having uh great food and like I said, I like a like a diverse mm-hmm. range of food. And if I'm going somewhere I'm probably ordering the most different thing on mm-hmm. the menu that I can find and so they've definitely got some stuff that other places don't have. Mm-hmm. Do you like to uh switch up what you order every time you go to a restaurant? Um, if I like okay, so you know, going back with the theme of if I'm going to a steakhouse, I'm gonna use steak. Mm-hmm. Um but other than that. Yeah, probably. I, I like to try different things. You know, I don't want to deny my stomach the opportunity to eat something delicious that's new. So I I, I I tend to switch it up a lot and try to order, like I said, weird things or different things and experience different stuff.
1: Now, would you say it's wrong to, as a grown adult to order off the kid's menu or no? Well, it, first of all, it would not be near enough food for me. <laughs> um, so, but, uh,
0: you know, whatever, if you're trying to be cost effective or watch your calories and, you know, you do you, but I will not be ordering off the kids, man. <laughs> you
1: got it. So, as you, we kind of talked about a little bit, the stuff that goes along with the mommy football rivalry, one main thing, though, we didn't hit is the Perrysburg football team's tradition of exotic haircuts and yeah. styles. So, this got Joel and I to think a little bit. Would you consider dyeing your hair or doing anything to your hair if this, this team right here makes a deep run in the playoffs?
0: Gosh, you guys are putting me in a spot. Mm-hmm. I mean if that's what motivates us to win so be it man just I got to be careful shaving it off cuz I don't, I don't know how many more years I have left with it. So there you go Joel I gave you a little bit of evidence but Now we're gonna Joel
1: to, Joel we're here to, he's yeah. pretty open. Pick a game. State final 4? Shaves his head? What are we talking here? State championship. You got to go for the ship. You're a nice man.
2: I would have said final 4. But,
1: oh, oh he yeah. says final 4 well, Joel. Heard, here's why I say that. And I'm not
0: selling a short. I'm not. But you know and I when we have we every year on our first day of practice, we have a team meeting and lay out some goals. Like mm-hmm. these are our goals this year. We had three goals this year. Um, now at the end of the day, the goal is win one game at a time every week. And we, in fact, we haven't talked about these goals at all until after the Maumee game. Beat Anthony Wayne. Mm-hmm. Got the that NFL one. Championship. Got that one. Check mark. Check mark. And then we feel like what well, we control, and I'm a big fan of saying control the controllables. Let's win our region. We can control that. Let's um, go. And so that puts us at the state final four. And so. You know, whatever happens at that point, if you make it to that point, then you're a team that can win a state championship anyway. So, you know, if we put ourselves in that position, now we can start doing the things that, that we want to do. But, you know, first thing, we've got to beat Finley. Let's do that mm-hmm. first, and we're going to take it one at a time. But, you know, whatever. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm open to things.
1: So can we get you on record here that if Perrysburg football wins the region, head football coach Dirk Connor will shave his head?
0: I mean shave it or dye it we' we'll, let's let's we'll just i'll do something weird if you want yeah that's that's all good with me
1: breaking news perrysburg perrysburg wins region two a new haircut's coming folks look out
2: now we're gonna transi- transition back to the football aspect what would you say like the uh how would you describe this twenty twenty two perrysburg high school football team oh man i fun fun like just you guys are great it's it's a fun experience it's a year that I'll
0: hold on to and you know selfishly I don't want us to just keep winning because I want to you know win a region or go to a final four things of that nature I don't want this to be over and and football's so different like when it's over it's over and so you know I'm not looking forward to the point when that happens unless we do it on our terms um and so you know just a really good group of kids that that's gone about things the right way so far and needs to continue to do so. But you know, you guys are awesome and, and I love you and I just you know it's it's a fun group to coach and I, I don't I don't want to stop. Like I don't want it to end.
1: Now when you are breaking down film after games on Saturday mornings or whatever that looks like, is there certain things that you look for to say, hey, we gotta improve on or
0: Yeah, what do we what do we do wrong? <laughs> what do we mess up on? um because I, I didn't even play very rarely do the 11 parts all actually move together for any team right there and so it's it's one of the things we need to do better and you know as the season goes on that list of, that list gets shorter and film gets a little bit quicker and things of that nature but it's no matter win or lose and the kids will tell you that like for two hours on saturday morning you got to focus on getting better like what did, what did we not do well and sometimes you know especially at this point in the season early in the season you're looking for trends like what are what are like big picture things that we're messing up on or messing up on consistently? Mm-hmm. And you kind of put those, you know, in one category. Okay, in practice, we're working on this because we're messing it up a lot. And as the season goes on, I mean, it's little details. It's it's steps here. Uh, we we uh, we haven't been tucking the ball as well when we catch it, so we worked on that today during individual. But you know, you're you're always looking for mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you guys. You guys get enough pat on the backs when you're doing good. Mm-hmm. So it's not a personal highlight film or, a, oh, my gosh, you guys are so great. You did <laughs> so good this morning. Um, you know, I'll let your parents do that. and um, So it's it's what do we do wrong and what do we need to do better.
2: So we're going to finish this off with one final question. What would you say your favorite math teaching memory is? Oh, my gosh, my favorite math teaching memory. You guys ask some heavy hitters right That's here. That's what
1: it's all about. Um, It Silence. It can crickets. be. A, it can be at Perry'sburg. We can do that too, if that helps you out <laughs> at all.
0: No, I. It's hard to just put one. Like it really, truly is. Like it's. It's hard for me to pick one of anything. Like mm-hmm. it just. That's just how I am. But, you know, I think you can tell just from talking and, and like, I'm very relational mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And and I think the kids are having a class will tell you the same thing too. Like when I. First of all, when I like when I meet people like new people and I'm not in the realm of my Perry'sburg football shirt and stuff like that, I tell them, hey, you know, I'm Dirk Hunter. I'm a high school math teacher because I think that probably from a stereotype perspective, uh-huh. more accurately represents who I am than, you know, when you meet somebody like a head football coach, it's, it's one of two things that you want to talk to you forever about football, which usually is not fun <laughs> for me, or that it's, Oh, you're that guy. Right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm I, at heart, I'm a nerdy little math teacher and I value my relationships with the kids that I have from seven thirty to three thirty just as much as I value my relationship with these guys here. And, um, I, you know, I'll go. How about I go with a category? Go instead for of it. One singular. Sure. I can tell you some funny memories, but I don't know they're necessarily my favorite. But just Body's you know, good my too? favorites are you know the text I still get on Friday nights. I probably got forty texts from kids I've had over the last fifteen years. Um, just you know, congratulations on the NL championships and stuff. And to know that you had that kind of impact and that you have that type of relationships where you you carry that forward moving on, and and they know you're you're going to support them and help them through things that that's my favorite type of thing. It's
1: great to see you have relationships not only with your players but with your students on a deep level there. Coach Connor, we can't thank you enough for joining us on today's episode. I've enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about who you are and what the football team's getting ready to do in the state playoffs. Joel, is there anything else you want to add this week?
2: I think we're all set.
1: Next week, we'll be interviewing Perrysburg Athletic Director Chuck Jaco. Right. This has been Jacket Sports Network, Inside the Hive, to the moon.
2: To the moon, baby.